This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. Giovanni Battista Enrico Antonio Maria Montini, otherwise known as Pope Paul VI. From 1963 to his death in 1978, he served the church as the servant of servants, the Pope. Honestly, I don't know a lot about him. He was before my time, but as I continue to hear stories and read his writings, I'm growing more and more fond of him as a spiritual guide. My guest today, Sister Mary Leonora Wilson, a daughter of St. Paul, might light that fire in you as well to learn more about his life. And these miracles, I'll let her explain them. Here's my conversation with Sister Mary. Hello, Sister. Hello, how are you? I'm doing just fine. Uh, They're calling from from Roma over there, huh? Do you have your pasta today? Right. No, I oh. didn't. You must be eating I healthy. I don't eat sister. it every day. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, that's kind of surprising. Uh, for most Romans do over there, huh? Uh, yeah, all right. No, it's offered every day. I just don't eat it every day. <laughs> well, you're smart. You're smart, sister. Paul the Sixth. He's going to be canonized October fourteenth uh, with uh, Blessed Oscar Romero. It sounds like you're you're pretty excited about this, sister. I am. I am. Paul the Sixth has always been. Uh, a mentor of mine, so to say. Now why? Mm-hmm. When did you first uh, come to understand or learn about Paul VI? Well, um, in my first days in the convent, he was coronated on the day I entered the convent, so that means he, they, he was made Pope. He officially became Pope the day I entered. Um, but I was drawn especially by his um, enthusiastic love for Jesus and for the Church, hmm. because when he talked and wrote about Jesus, especially that personal relationship with Jesus. And also when he talked about his own relationship with the Church, he was so alive, he was so on fire, so convincing. And I was a young person, and I remember um, one talk in particular, and I, I think it was the very first World Youth Day, because he was the one that initiated that also. And so it would have been back in the 70s, the first half of the 70s. And I was young at the time, and he said, young people of today, do you want to know Jesus as your Savior? Well, I had never heard that expression from Catholics Mm. before, and from the Pope. Sure. And then he said, is he your master? Is he your shepherd, your guide, the friend in your life? And I remember thinking, I want him to be all that. And um, then he went on to say that if... um, to if we really wanted to know Christ, that we could know him in his mystical presence in the church and in the sacraments and in his word, in the gospel, and then we would have to embrace the entire gospel, even the difficult parts of it. But he, he said it so that you wanted to embrace it, um, and that was, that was new for me. That, um, a person, I had the feeling that he, he knew what he was talking about, that he had embraced that gospel, and uh, he said that Christ has to be the, it, or not, not has to be, Christ is the yes of our existence. And um, then I remember the last words were, Christ is for you, Christ is with you, today and tomorrow, Christ forever. And it just set me on fire. Um, 
Uh, he's really yeah, had an impact on your life. He did, and he's he's the one. This was the Paul the Six that I grew up with. Um, not um, it wasn't a pope of uh, so much of of papal proclamations as a person who was uh, convinced of Christ and convinced that the Church was the the arms and the feet and the hands of Christ. Mm. So, uh, so uh, besides yeah. Humanae Vitae, which is most people know uh, uh, you know mm-hmm. him for, uh, I did not know mm-hmm. that he started World Youth Day, so there's an interesting thing. But what else? What yes. else is Paul VI known for amongst people like yourself well, that you wish to get out there? Well, he wrote a number. Pro, uh, he was very um, prolific in writing about the Blessed Mother. Mm. So he wrote a number of letters and documents on the Blessed Mother, uh, one on the Rosary, um, very Marian-oriented. Then uh, the two, I think the two documents that most impacted my life, one was called Evangelii Nunciandi, which was on the evangelization of peoples, in which Pope Francis quotes continuously, because it was actually the first document on the new evangelization, Hmm. and it is so well written. I mean, it's not, it's written in a way that every person can understand it, it's uh, uh, very, very pastoral, and the other one that really uh, touched my heart a lot was his letter on Christian joy. I got to look all these up. I'm writing these down right in front of me, <laughs> and I, and yes. you know, you just He's don't. He's the first pope that wrote about joy. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, you know, because Pope Francis is. Go ahead. He's doing that also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I when, when I think of the Pope that had the most impact on me, um, I think with visually it was St. John Paul II, but the writings was Benedict sure. XVI for me. That's kind of when I came mm-hmm. into my, mm-hmm. my Catholic faith. But it's very interesting. I mean, you really came into your faith under Pope Paul VI. And, and Sister, I, I hate to say it, but you don't hear a lot of people that look to Paul VI in this way. No, unfortunately, I think he was a very well. The media was very anti uh, papacy at the time, Were they? Too, so that didn't help. And I know that it's probably difficult to talk about because everyone wants to talk, or that the one thing that people do know is the suffering that he really underwent after Humanae Vitae, and I think that in some ways probably sanctified him. Um, he, he how did he die? Um, he he died of illness, and I I want to say his heart gave out, but I'm. I, I don't I don't want to be quoted on that sure. because I know he was ill toward the end of his life. He was never healthy. In fact, he was refused um, when he uh, they did not conscript him during the war because he had a, a bad heart. Uh, I know he was ill several days before he died, and I his heart did give out. Well, he didn't I don't take know if there was another. He, he didn't take to the pasta either. He was a pretty skinny guy. Yes, he was. <laughs> I'm sure he took to the pasta. Yeah, I'm but sure he, did he was never healthy his whole life, and so it's even more amazing all the things that he did. What were the two miracles that propelled him to sainthood? Okay, the first one was in California in the U.S. Really? In the 1990s. Yes. Uh, that's the first confirmed miracle. It concerned an unborn child in the womb found to have a very serious health problem that meant brain damage. Hmm. So they knew the child was brain damaged. Doctors advised the child be aborted, but the mother entrusted her pregnancy to Paul VI. And the child, a boy, was born healthy and without problems, much to the consternation and dismay of the California doctors. 
And today he's a healthy young man and considered to be completely cured without any repercussions. Now, is is his uh, name known? Because I know there are some uh, miracles. Okay. Because there are some people that like to remain quiet and out of the scenes on this. His name is not known. Uh, But it was on basis of that miracle that Pope Francis beatified Paul VI Hmm. in October of 2014. And the next miracle happens right after the beatification. Again, it's a... um, the healing of an unborn child in the womb in the fifth month of pregnancy. Uh, the mother was, this time was from Verona, Italy, and um, this illness would have taken her own life and the life of her, of her child. In fact, there was no way the child could live, and there was, it was pretty, um, uh, things did not look good for the mother either. So she made a pilgrimage to Brescia, where Saint, where um, Blessed Paul, but soon to be Saint Paul the Sixth, uh, hometown was, and prayed for a miracle, and a healthy baby girl was born months later. Wow. Her, we do know the name of the girl is Amanda, mm. and uh, again the doctor said there was no possible way this could have happened except through a miracle, um, and the child and the mother are still in good health today. That's just so, incredible. They're both miracles in the womb, and I believe that through these miracles, um, God wants to manifest his seal of approval on the teaching of Paul VI and Manavite, and reward his faithfulness and courage, because he suffered a lot for that encyclical. Yes, he did. And uh, I guess my amazement at those miracles shows the lack of faith that I have, and, and I pray for more faith every day, but it's just beautiful, and what a sign and witness, as you said, to a, a pro-life mm-hmm. culture that we as a Catholic Church are really trying to um, really trying to work for. Sister Mary Leonora Wilson, can you point us to uh, your work, books? Um, to, to my work, well, right, I work in the uh, editorial department of our publishing house, sure. but right now I'm in Italy um, as part of a that was working to prepare our next general chapter, and um, that was followed now by an international meeting of all our editors from all over the world, so I'm taking part in that meeting at this moment. Is the book that you edited out on Paul VI? No, it's supposed to be released this week. Actually, it was supposed to have been released toward the end of last week, but ran into some difficulties with the printer because of paper or something, so Uh um, this week it should be out. And where will people be able to find that? They will be able to get that, um, order it uh, through our website, um, uh, pauline.org, or um, at any of our Pauline Book and Media Centers across the country, and they can get all those addresses off of our website as well. I can tell you're humble, sister, because most authors are starting to prepare the launch of their book six to eight months before uh, and, and, and the fact that you're struggling to, to tell us where to go just tells me that you're, you're a holy woman right there. Uh, Sister Mary oh, Leonora nice. Wilson, I didn't know about that. Well, we appreciate your work, and I, I am going to get this book because I want to learn more about Pope Paul VI, and I don't know Thank a lot you. about him except for these interviews that I've been blessed with uh, to be able to find uh, you for, and, and we're just happy for it. Sister, God bless you. And, you know, I don't want to say congratulations, but I'm happy for you personally because you know, you, you are coming to know Paul VI in the way you did as a young person. This has got to be a, a beautiful day for you coming up October 15th. Oh, it is. I'm excited. Now I'm have some excited. pasta then to celebrate, will you? <laughs> okay, maybe gelato. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Sister Mary Leonora Wilson. God bless you, sister. Thank you. So there you have it, friends. Doesn't that make you want to learn more about this extraordinary man? 
I hope you do. His canonization set for October 14th, just around the corner. So I hope you pay attention. I know I'm going to. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting them to take part in the show. Visit our website, yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.